Hey there, demons. It's us, your girls. Welcome to the first Office Goblin podcast. I'm S. I'm D. And we are goblins, two goblins that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. Welcome to our cozy corner of the internet, where we are going to be talking about what makes us happy, sad, frustrated, angry, and everything in between. My dear S, how are you doing this week? I am just dandy. It's been a week at work. My brain had oozed out of my ears several times. So um, (laughs) that's where I'm at. But um, I will say it's also my favorite season. And um, at least where I live in um, my little tiny corner of the country, um, the leaves are crunchy. The wind is windy. Chef's kiss. And we have some rain. Which is nice, so it give it gives a, a very, um, uh, shall I say, uh, Edgar Allan Poe vibes, spooky Ooh. boy vibes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about you, my darling? Uh, this week has been rough. I don't oh. know. I found out this last week has apparently Mercury's been in retrograde. That's a thing. You mean Mercury and Gatorade? Yeah, in Gatorade. Say? Love it. And then as I looked out my window today, the moon is almost full. So. I'm just blaming all of that. (laughs) I am blaming all of that on why I have been a little psycho this week. Not gonna lie. Oh gosh, you know, when when, um, the moon waxes, she hollers. I will say that. So I'm sorry, it's it's been a week. But um, yeah, let's unpack that um, about how you've been feeling. Let's get into it. (laughs) Listen, I had like... I had a moment, it was a couple of nights ago, I was laying in bed, and I have a picture of my boo and I on our wedding day hanging above our bed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I'm sitting on our nice comfy bed, and I lean back against the wall, and the corner of the frame hit my head, like, just Ugh. enough to where I felt too many things at once, and my body had a breakdown. Like, <laughs> you know, you know how that works sometimes, where it's like, yeah, I, I have too many things. I do. <laughs> Too many things are happening right now, and I just, I cried for, for at least 20 minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> were, were you feeling at least, like, spiritually and physically cleansed after this just picture frame breakdown, induced breakdown? I mean, I passed out, so maybe, but it was The demon was exercised, that's why you, you passed out. <laughs> That demon. I had to get out. Of, I had to get those demons out. Yeah, the yeah, emotional no. demon. But it was one of those where I woke up the next morning because, like, panic attacks do this to me, where I have one in the night mm-hmm. and then I wake up the next morning and I just feel dead. Like, yeah, I have yeah. arisen from the dead, and that just threw off my entire day. And by then it was Thursday, mm-hmm. so there's yeah. that. And you and you know what? It's it sounds to me it's not even like uh the physical exhaustion per se like it's a little bit of that right but because you're so emotionally just drained you feel like such a zombie yes because that's intense I've, I've never experienced a panic attack but from what i've heard and read about them i mean ooh, mama oh yeah they're they are mentally and physically exhausting because your your body during a panic attack it's different for everyone but for me mm-hmm. i clench up really bad like all my muscles just like tighten yeah and until i'm able to relax and Mm -hmm. convince my body that i'm not dying 
Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know what it would equate to, like working out, but it would at least be, you know, a 15 minute hardcore hit exercise, you know? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like Tybo sweating to the oldies times a thousand. Yes. Oh, gosh. I'm I'm so sorry. God, I, I, I just, I, I can't imagine. Um, but yeah, my, my heart goes out to you and, you know, anyone that, that experiences that, like, shoot, I mean, how, how do you recover from that, you know, and how in such an escalated state do you let your mind, especially, and then your body know, like, it's okay, it's okay, we're doing okay. Yeah, that's, that's where coping mechanisms come into play. And for me, thankfully, uh, my husband was home, and he was actually laying next to me. And to me, what I've found very recently, what helps is holding ice packs in my hands. And it like helps ground your body and so Mm -hmm. the cold is physical enough that it can shock your system awake kind of for lack Mm -hmm. of a better term and it helps you come back to i'm okay this is actually what's happening i'm not dying yeah that kind of stuff wow wow um i mean first of all shouts out to the husband uh being there being present yes um and and just that you you found this way to help you know um, get yourself through these times you know when you're not feeling okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was that was the majority of this week has just been that. And plus, I'm about to start my goddamn period, so you know my emotions and my hormones are everywhere. It's been <laughs> fabulous. Fabulous. I'm gonna blame it on the waxing moon, but. <laughs> You know the the red Ted is a coming because of of Mama Moon. If 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 the if you will allow me the the floor to to just get a little bit ooky spooky here oh, a little bit. The floor is absolutely yours, my darling. Yeah, the pelvic floor is absolutely mine. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. Oh my god. Did you like that? I love that. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'll be here until the moon comes to fruition and then I turn into a bat and I fly. <laughs> be free. Yeah, be free. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, what is your favorite self-care routine when you do get your period? Oh God. I mean, if I'm allowed to say it's self-care is i just get (laughs) what i do personally is i go to target and i get ben and jerry's ice cream like the little pints Uh and i'll just have the entire little is it a pint or a quart i can't remember what size that is i'm not a scientist (laughs) i don't know um (laughs) i think i I just peaked my mic You specifically told me not to do this before we got on here. I know, I know. But the little Ben and Jerry's containers, we're American, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank, um, shout out to the American uh, education system. I'll yeah, get one I was going to say shout out to the metric system, but then I was like, oh yeah, not that, not that kind of place. No, we're not sophisticated enough. But no. I'll get one of those and I'll just eat an entire one by myself. And mm-hmm. um, I like to watch like, compilation videos on youtube of tiktoks because i can't have the app tiktok i have no control over myself when i have it (laughs) so i have basically barred the app from my phone Uh uh uh-huh i 
I just watch compilation videos while eating ice cream. You know what? I I think that sounds like a really solid routine. Um, one kudos for the self awareness that you're like I am out of control. Um, but can I just say compilations? Apropos compilations, do you remember Vine compilations? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you like a good Vine video? Vine comp. Oh, absolutely. Let like the. I hate to say throwback because it wasn't even a decade ago, but yes, uh-huh. good old school Vine compilations. Have you seen that some TikToks are trying to, like, repeat popular Vines? First of all, ew. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm sorry. That Maybe that's rude. Um, I do not mean to offend anyone, but... Here's my unsolicited TED talk about how I feel about Vines. I think they're the far superior kind of uh, video compared to TikToks. And the only reason why that is, is because you had only seven seconds to, you know, set up the scene, make the joke, uh, provide the punchline, and then we carried on with our day. That's far more impressive. It was, it was definitely like, you you had so little time to make such an effort to get people to enjoy what they're watching and yes. like it versus mm-hmm. TikTok. You have, you know, how long can you go for nowadays? It's like over a minute. Gross. Who has that kind of time? Not. Oh, oh. We're going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> I lost myself. I lost myself. Bring it in. Bring it back. Okay. Yeah. We we shall remain nameless. <laughs> she who shall not be named. Yeah. But in the first letter of her name. <laughs> that's all y'all get, listeners. That's all you get. Oh my god. Okay, but I anywho. had one job. <laughs> you had one job. But so, um, to bring it back though, what do you do for self care when you are about to be on your menstrual cycle oh goodness um definitely silly internet videos mm-hmm. and usually the kind that you don't find all by yourself they find you do you know Ooh, what i mean yes yes yeah end up on that part of the internet mm-hmm. the just who even thinks of these kinds of things part of the internet <laughs> um not that I'm mad about it. I like it. But um, that, um, uh, oh, goodness, uh, eating peanut butter products, Reese's products, a what? trip to t- Reese's products. Oh, know, okay. Like, I'm I mean, sorry. Yeah. I thought you were still talking about watching videos. And I'm like, what videos specifically show people eating Reese's products? Oh, girl, I'm sure there's a whole channel I'm devoted sure. to yeah, I mean, because m- m- what are those things called? Mukbang? Mukbang? Oh, no, 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 no. We're not. No, we're not yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, not that kind of channel, folks. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, like crying while eating. I'm sure there's a video out there for that. God, I could make so much money doing that. Anywho. You- Any- <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You know what? Sometimes you just gotta cry into your cereal to know you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> to feel something, I have to cry into my Reese's puff. 
crunch. Yeah, in my Reese's Puff cereal, and when it's like freshly opened and there's a nice crunch Mm. going as the tears flow freely down my face. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Another thing I enjoy doing is uh, taking off uh, my pants and putting on something comfortable. I'm at that level in my life, that age where I have no time for heels. I have no oh, time for tight pants longer than I need to wear them. Um, and I love an oversized fit shirt oh. or sweater. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, that's one of my favorite things. And the problem is being as tall as I am or like as long limbed as I am. I'm 5'8". I'm not like super tall, but I'm taller than the normal female in America. Yes. That I, I just want big hoodies that like I can flap over my hands. And I can't do that <laughs> because I'm bigger than my husband. <laughs> and so I don't have ready access to like XL sweaters that would flop over my hands. And it's mm. very saddening. Oh, goodness. Um, I will say uh, Marshall's, Target, and the thrift store. Mm. I found a... Uh, 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 do you remember back in the day when PacSun was, like, a really popular thing? It was, oh like, the Abercrombie Aeropostale days. Yes. So, in PacSun, there was this skater brand, uh, one could say. It was called Element. Yes! Girl, yes. So, I went to a Goodwill many a month ago, many uh-huh. a moon ago, and found a sweater, a nice mustard color, so I could live my mustard daddy life. And, um... The sleeves were already so stretched out. They're such wizard sleeves, but I like to roll them up and it's perfect. And thank you to whomever owned that sweater before me because you did such a good job stretching out them sleeves. Yes. Yes. And um, yeah, that that's where I'm at. I'm just like, I don't need long arms. I need long sleeves, long stretched out <laughs> sleeves. See, I love Goodwill for that reason. One of my favorite... Uh, like covers that I have I found a really big plaid fleece button up you know like you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah in in the men's section mind you but it's big enough that I can just wear it comfortably over a shirt mm-hmm. god it's the best find I've ever had oh gosh I'm, I'm really happy for you because like a nice fleece like a proper good quality fleece very hard to find in the women's section I'll tell you that God, no. It's like it's like the women want the plaid look, but God forbid we have anything other than cotton at our disposal or spandex. Mm. And plaid does not look good on either of those, mind you. <laughs> well, because it's all cropped. And then, like, you wash it once and it shrinks some more. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, like, the material used for women's clothing is, it gets thinner by the year. Yes. I'm becoming so a, a curmudgeon about materials, about textiles. <laughs> and yeah, like a good, nice flannel is one of them. Yeah. That and denim. Why can I not find actual denim jeans? I don't want, I don't want the, I know when we were younger, the style was skinny jean and I have a lot of skinny jeans still. Mm-hmm. But where are my actual denim jeans with like legit pockets, which is a whole other argument, mind you, but where are my denim jeans with good pockets? Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Oh gosh, you know what? It's like we went from the 2000s, like low rise, kind of flared out jeans or the straight cut, boot cut, right? Uh-huh. To the skinny jeans where the waist started just going up and up until it consumes us. Mm-hmm. Um, which I hope to look like best genus. Shouts out to all my um, my Hero Academia viewers. Yes. But so y'all know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. But and if you don't, <laughs> Google it, please. I implore you. It's <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, to get back on track, like also, yeah, like you're saying, so many women's pants, especially jeans, bow front pockets. I'm not going to stick anything in my back pocket, like mm-hmm. my phone. I don't want to sit on it and I don't want to take it out each time either. Just give me a front pocket. Right? I just want a pocket. I wouldn't even be that mad if I didn't have two pockets and just had one big, nice size pocket on at least one leg, you know? Like a car, like you have a cargo pocket, like from cargo pants, but on jeans. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> listeners, you heard it here first. We designed something revolutionary auditorily, so no one copy this. I want my copyright CC yeah. or I trademark TM. I want my patent. Yeah, LLC and, and everything between that. Cargo denim pants for women. Yeah, yeah, just one pocket. That's all you get to cargo stuff, but it's enough. Just one. For the essentials. <laughs> I think I like my mind is a little bit blown. I will say. Hey, what what can I say? I'm a mind blower. Y- yes, that and and more. <laughs> oh man, you're a long limbed mind blower. Look at my limbs as they flail. This is not a visual podcast, but look at my limbs. Uh, for the view, uh, for the viewers, haha. For the auditory viewers, um, my fellow goblin right now is very much like that. um, She's like a wacky, inflatable, waving arm tube man. However, her movements are fluid. They're smooth. And she looks great. (laughs) Oh, man. Very graceful. Very elegant, as always. Okay. So... To completely jump on different topics, because this is how we always talk. Yes, it is. When when we were like, hey, let's do something and we'll title it Office Goblin Podcast, because that's what we are. We are office goblins. Uh, Little history on that. We used to work together in an office. Yes. Wild, I know. But (laughs) I should. Like, they're capable of holding down jobs. (laughs) What? What? This is why they went to podcasting. So, <clears throat> no, this is not shade at anyone who does podcasting full time. No, or, full shade. Or likes to do it on full the side. Shade. Absolutely not. This, this is just t- t- us speaking to ourselves out loud. But so I love watching stand up comedy and I watch most of my stuff on Netflix because at the time that's the only subscription I had because it's all I could afford. Hashtag grad student problems. So, there is a comedian, comedian Eliza. Schlesinger, and I hope I am pronouncing that correctly, and mm-hmm. she does a goblin bit that I found hilarious. So I found it, or I found it, and I showed it to my dear coworker S. She thought it was hilarious, and so we then became the office goblins. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I looked up titles to see if that was already being used, and it's not, but it does have a definition on Urban Dictionary. Oh, 
Oh. Would you like to know what an office goblin is? I um am yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Give an it office an office goblin is a person at a company who has been deemed worthless in terms of how they contribute to the company but still continues to hold a job. That person is thought to be performing oral sexual favors in return for keeping their job. So the little definite, like the little example said, nope, office goblin. He's got to be goblin somebody if he's still working here. He's a little gobnobbler. <laughs> yeah, you sorry mean a to disappoint. Gobgobbler? Yeah, knob gobbler goblin. I mean, sorry to disappoint the listeners, but like we were hobgoblin, but we weren't goblin anybody. <laughs> I can, we can tell you that, like, no, no, our office. First of all, the the job that we worked for, our office space, was not even on the correct floor. It was on a floor two floors up from our boss in a tiny room inside an office space that had no windows and it was two desks. And we both had, I was the only one who had a computer. S had to bring her laptop to work. Like it wasn't even two computers. And so we just would sit in a windowless room for like four hours or five hours every day. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know what? <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. And like it, there was nothing in that room aside from those two desks and chairs. It was a pretty, um, dare I say, sterile looking room. And the <laughs> highlight of it was one, seeing you. The, yes, absolutely. But also there was a Keurig in a room next door in this like kind of uh, little communal kitchen space. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure we were taking someone's K cups because eventually the the abundance of of those hot chocolate K cups stopped. Oh, did they? I guess I chose to ignore that part. Ooh. Well, cause well, so here's the thing though. They told us, Hey, you know, help yourself to anything in here. But when we found out that they had hot chocolate K-Cups, those were gone within like two, three weeks. Because did you drink coffee? Do you drink coffee? I do, but I'll take hot chocolate first. That's fair. That's fair. Because I don't drink coffee really like anymore. I drank some in grad school because it's all I had to keep going in life. But (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) But past grad school, to this day, I can't have a cup of coffee because it causes my lips to go numb. Oh, wow. And my body to start, like, vibrating. I I can't do high levels of caffeine, which is great because now I don't have a super stressful job. But that was a fun uh, Mm -hmm. wake-up call to have when I had a cup, like, maybe a year and a half after graduating. I was like, ooh, yeah, a cup of coffee sounds great. Why can't I feel my lips? (laughs) Gosh, I mean, can we just uh, a little bit of a non sequitur, you know, onto the coffee thing. I remember in grad school that I would drink three cups of coffee, which I would like right now, if you ask me to drink a cup of coffee past three and more than one cup in the morning, I would go, I would just be bouncing off the walls. I would be like Neo in the Matrix, just going (laughs) ham. Um, But like I could drink a cup of like a third or fourth cup of coffee at 
9 p.m., 11 p.m. I kid mm-hmm. you not. That's when I first started pulling all-nighters. Yep. And just still be so tired, so exhausted that I would go to sleep immediately after drinking that. So it became like almost like the equivalent of drinking water. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, good times. Good times. I will say like one of the highlights was definitely our time together. I mean, that was awesome. Absolutely. If anything came out of grad school, it was a degree I don't use and the friendships that I forged along the way. Specifically (laughs) you. Like, that's about, I think fondly on my grad school degree that hangs above my head in in my recording area. That Uh does absolutely bumfuck all for me. But then I remember I made you as a friend. And so it's all good. It evened out in the end. Yeah, yeah. I I will say, like, there have been a lot of, uh, also, just... uh, questions about what I'm currently doing not that I hate it because I think that might be too strong of a word but there are definitely things that just put me off from it with each year that I'm doing what I'm doing yeah um and you're right like uh, I think the questions of oh in theory and then in actual practice what I thought this would look like and what it actually is And, like, I get it. You know, there's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. And you want the good days to outweigh those bad days at work. But I remember I there would be weeks and months where I would just come home from work and lay like a starfish on the floor. So I'm like, this is all I can do right now. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no. I got – I had one job that was technically using my degree – Mm-hmm. And I quit in six months. It was the worst job I yeah. probably had. It was just, mm-hmm. it wasn't a bad job. It was just so unnecessarily stressful. Mm. And I was being asked to do so many things that weren't in line with how I viewed the job should be done. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what was I supposed to do? It was literally the lowest level job, entry level job you could get while still making good fucking money because mm-hmm. I was working in a big city. Mm-hmm. Well, I was working in a city. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't New York, listeners, but I mean, it was a city for where I'm from. Yeah. But no, it was just, it was so stressful. I had at least two nervous, like full on nervous breakdowns in six months working for that company. And I just, I said my yeah. health isn't worth it. Like this is not worth more than what my health is to me. And so I quit. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done any work f- with my degree since. I work in a library now. I'm very happy with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, on one hand, it's what an awful experience to go through where you know, ethically and morally, you see a lot of these things going on that just conflict, right? Mm-hmm. And it's almost uh, this cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. that that happens as a result of that. Um, and then you went through what you went through, which I'm so sorry, because, you know, that's, that's two times too many. Mm-hmm. Um, but the freedom that you found leaving your field, or what, you know, you got a degree in, and I find that I, I feel like many people can resonate with that because, you know, you work so hard, you spend all this money, like oh, thinking, God, this is so it, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and then you get into it and it's just like, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And then what to do next? 
because people will tell you what they don't like, but then it's hard to sometimes find what you do like, much less make it a career with a livable wage and insurance and like all this stuff that you need. Right. Well, and I've read a lot or I've seen online that our age group focuses a lot more on creation and creativity Mm. and we want to be working towards a purpose like we don't just show up nine to five and want to be you know a cog in this wheel of our workplace we want to make a difference which that is so millennial so fucking millennial but you know bear with us when you see where at least us younger younger millennials how we grew up and like y2k and all this other crap that happened when we were either young or at least in high school we watched the world fall apart around us and it seems like we're still kind of picking it back up mm-hmm. so it kind of makes sense where we want a job that gives us the freedom to do what we believe is right or mm-hmm. good for the world or at least what we think is good for the world which is very pretentious but you know leave us alone yeah just like this is our one safe space let it just please (laughs) don't come for me okay don't come for me in the comments but don't add her (laughs) but um like to put into perspective listeners i have a degree in just general psychology research and so the job that i worked for was a big data company where we took you know customer surveys and we told the company this is what you should do to make it better And what bothered me the most is that it seemed like companies just wanted to be told that they were right. Mm. I'm like, but you can't, that's not what your data is telling you. Your data is telling you that this should be done differently or you're already doing everything correctly. There's nothing more I can tell you. Mm -hmm. And then they get mad that we don't have any more insights for them. Like, no, congrats. You're already acing this. Like, what do you want? (laughs) Yeah, gosh, it's like so many things, right? Like confirmation bias and then like uh, making the, uh, God, what is it? Because, right, you make a hypothesis Uh and then there's a conclusion to it, Uh but it's like you're reversing that order too. Right. Yeah, I I don't know. It's Um, like this is the hypothesis and I want the numbers to tell me that it's correct. I'm like, well... I can give you half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't I don't get people. Um also for the listeners, my background is in the field of school psychology. So, you know, um the job is kind of multifaceted in what school psychologists do, but primarily just working with kids to better or more closely look at how children learn, the modalities with which they connect with, getting you know, understanding children's strength and emerging skill areas and reading, writing, math, so many other things. But um, it's hard because I'll tell you, there's like, I work in a really big system and the bureaucracy of it. I love the kids that I work with, but sometimes it's the things higher up that just make the job so difficult. Mm. And when you care, you put all this pressure and stress on yourself. And D, maybe you can resonate with this. And by wanting to do well, you just feel like a rot out towel by the end. Yeah. Yeah. And by also, you know, like the ethics, the morals of it, because at least in my case, this is a 
children's, uh, a child's educational kind of career on the line. And, you know, depending on like, let's say if a child is receiving special education supports and services, certain cat, um, eligibility categories make them eligible for SSI in the future mm-hmm. and you know really big things that just the affect the trajectory of an individual's life and to be mindful of that and not just be in the moment but also think long term like way long term in some kids case cases. right I, um, I feel like we're almost two sides of the same coin where you're dealing yeah. with people directly you are mm-hmm. directly affecting young impressionable minds and trying to set them up you know for a future whereas i was dealing with giant faceless entities but Um, that were giving us millions of dollars like that's where i was coming from (laughs) yeah yeah so it's it was more of a i don't know who i'm actually talking to and whatever i tell you may not even make a difference but Mm -hmm. here's your data that you want that isn't actually correct versus hey, here's, you know, these are my children at this point and I need to put them in a right path and advocate for them, but you're not listening to me. Yeah, yeah. Like in in your regard, you know, companies, when they, you know, uh, get this contract and hire you to make sense of this data, you don't get to cherry pick the data. Mm. And by you, I'm talking about these companies. That's just not how it works. When you hire people such as yourself, you have a question in mind, or at least you should, you get this, you know, you go through the process, you give them these recommendations and they're like, yeah, no. Right. What's that about? Exactly. Um, I can only shake my head. (laughs) Shake my head. S-M-H. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. And, um, you know, I'm trying to find a way to get out of my field or maybe like find the ways in which I can relate education by itself, psychology by itself. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't know if I want an education-based career. I certainly couldn't make it out there as a teacher oh, of any kind. I don't want to be an administrator of any kind. Um, I love the aspect of teaching, you know, and getting to work with people and actually help people or, you know, give them the the tools and the means to Um, help themselves such as you know when I evaluate kids and we're like here are the things that you know you're really doing great in and you know continue keeping on with that here's Mm -hmm. some of the areas that you know we're going to try to remediate and address in some way but yeah it's just like the things higher up that make it so tough and just like make you not want to be there because you're like why am I arguing with these people like, I thought our common goal was helping the child. But, yeah, so that's that's kind of why I also really wanted to do this podcast is because for me, and I'm very privileged where I'm at in life because I am married to someone who can support both of us on their paycheck. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's great in that sense where I don't have to worry as much. And so I was able to take a step back and get a part-time job in a library, which is what I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to work in a library. It's always been my safe space. And Mm -hmm. so now I get to actually talk to people and recommend stories and set up displays. And it's very low key chill, Mm -hmm. but I still want to, you know, 
put at least some of my degree to use. Like I have a psych degree, so I know at least some hints and tricks of the trade, I guess, around the brain to help you feel or live a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is almost my outlet to word vomit. And maybe something sticks on somebody's wall like spaghetti. And they're like, hey, that's super helpful. I'm going to noodle that away and hold it forever like that this is this is my way of giving back to the world i guess yeah yeah definitely i i think you know psychology in general lends itself to be a very flexible field in that there's just so many things you can do with it Mm -hmm. um so listeners please don't poo poo psychology as like (laughs) oh just a college you know millennial whim like i'm gonna study psychology (laughs) I've, y'all know what I'm talking about. Psychology is a science. It's a it science. It is. It's not a soft science. I I can't stand when people say it's a soft science. And I get there's so many things that are just difficult to conceptualize. But we found ways. <laughs> like to me, it's it's more of a hard science, like chemistry and biology. You know, you just got to find different ways to to get that. Right. It's so annoying when people say soft and hard science because. You know, people say it's a hard science because there are facts or whatever. To me, psychology, it should be reversed because you've got like your engineering and your math and those things. Those have answers. They have theories. They have, you know, the way you set up the numbers or whatever. You get an answer. Guess what? You don't get answers in psychology. You get theories. You get maybes. You get this might work. And this kind mm-hmm. of works for these people, but not this kind of person. Like, it is gray area out the ass. And that is why I love it, because you don't have an answer. That's my favorite <laughs> part. I just get to keep asking questions and make people, like, question their entire reality. But so, I I hate that term. It's a soft science. Oh, really? Sit in one of my lectures and don't cry. Okay? <laughs> How about that? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. And like, think about it. You know, this is more delving into the area of neuroscience, but you know, we measure electrical activity in the brain. Mm, Yeah. And even like, if you think of brain surgery, it compared to other forms of surgery, it is quite new. Yeah. It's not that old. And I think with each passing year, you know, we find more complexities about the brain and how the brain is amazing and compensating for other parts of the brain that have been injured of course it's not going to be a hundred percent especially the older a person is Mm -hmm. but even like the field of psychiatry and how we address you know what is considered typical uh neurotypical right if you want to use that term Mm -hmm. um and what we deem like appropriate behavior i mean it is fascinating it is endlessly fascinating Right. And, you know, everyone loves to think of Sigmund Freud and y'all, I've got some feelings, but he did kind of (laughs) lay the groundwork, like some of his theories, you know, like there's something to them, you know, he may have been that the sexist, misogynistic, whatever, like I don't have penis envy, D, I don't. But it's the one thing, like everyone shits on Sigmund Freud and you're allowed to. He was shit. He was trash, but he did one thing. Coke. He did one thing really amazing. And it is that he said, children are not small adults. Children do not have the same emotional regulation. They don't have the same capacity of how, like, how you think today as whatever age we are. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have this capacity at five. So mm-hmm. that was his per like that was his theory was kids are developing. They're not just you don't just walk out the womb and know everything. And that was radical. I, I to actually them. did walk out the womb knowing everything. Okay, well, we can't all be <laughs> great like you, my dear. No, no, listeners, that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> um, I am at times a mess, <laughs> which relatable. I hope. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> one can hope. One can hope, but before we go, like. Any further, I feel like we should save this for our next week episode or yes, yes. however. Yeah, because otherwise we'll be here for two waxing. hours. <laughs> yeah, the moon keeps waxing and um, we uh, shall wax on. Wax on. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Do your air horn. <laughs> I. Ba 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 bam! <laughs> Listeners, we don't have an air horn, so I'll just I'll be the air horn. <laughs> okay, well, thank you everyone for listening to us. If you enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, subscribe, ring the bell, or don't. Be a lot cooler if you did. Uh, mm-hmm. And we look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you, everyone. Bye bye. Bye.